Good morning. Uh, Pastor Rod normally uses a headset because I'm bald. Uh, the headset doesn't fit me properly. Good luck to everyone who has hair. Uh, so I'll start off by uh, tonight. Tonight is our first session of our new apologetics course, uh, Seeking Allah, Finding Jesus. Oh, there we go. That's the one. Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, if you haven't signed up, please sign up. Uh, if you can't sign up or you're just going to show up, that's fine. Uh, we're not going to kick you out because you didn't sign up. But uh, we kind of are looking for numbers so we know because we do have a light uh, meal beforehand. So we just kind of want to know numbers so we know how many to cook for. Uh, so if you can sign up for it, that's great. Uh, if you have a friend, and they haven't signed up and you talked to them today, uh, we'd love to have them come out. We really want to learn more about the different religions uh, in our world so that we can love these people and show them the love of Christ. Amen? Wow. All right, you guys are getting it. You guys are getting it. Uh, so we we just want to show the love of this world, uh, the love of Christ to this world. And uh, next week, uh, we are having our Northern Nights again. Uh, Northern Nights is the time where we just come together. Uh, we'll have a quick little snack beforehand, but it's really a night where we want to come and just worship God in, with everything we have. Uh, we have some amazing musicians in this church, and we just want to get together and we want to rock. So uh, if you do come, it's going to be a little bit louder, but uh, David, he, David used to rock it. I'm a, I'm a big fan of King David. He used to play it loud and proud. And for anyone who doesn't know, we are getting a drum cage. I've ordered a drum cage, which means that I'll be able to play and not annoy as many people. All right? That's okay. Uh, so next uh, Sunday night, please come out at 6 o'clock. We're going to have a quick bite to eat and then a night of praise. All right. So this week, oh, sorry, all the way through my, too far. Uh, this week, I want to take a time and talk about where's your focus. So God has put something on my heart uh, for the last... I guess three, three, four weeks. And I've been praying on it, and I've been trying to figure out exactly how he wants me to speak about it. Um, I, there's something, I, 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 I love God so much. He, he, he's so amazing in the way he works. So if, if you guys don't, don't know who I am, I'm Jason Allen, um, and I used to play a lot of competitive sports. Uh, I was raised playing football uh, all through my childhood. Uh, I ride motorcycles. Uh, I played high level of rugby. Um, as you can tell, if you if you play rugby, I was a wing because my super fast. Um, but I, I played all sorts of contact sports throughout my whole life, and because of that, uh, my mother always said to use your head. So I used my head in all of those sports. Um, I, I didn't realize my mother was saying, think first. I just actually threw my head into everything that I do. And because of that, I was concussed a number of times. I, 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 I technically have brain damage now. So when I, when I decided to go into ministry, I was like, God, I can't go into ministry. I can't, I can't remember all this stuff. And God's like, Jason, that's okay. Because guess what? I don't want you to do anything. All I want you to do is open up your heart and mind to me so that I can pour through you into other people. Uh, 
So as God gave me this idea, I was like, God, I don't know how I'm going to speak about this. And he's like, just chill, Jason. It ain't about you. It ain't about you. Where's your focus at? And I'm like, all right, God, I, 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 I see where you're going with this. So when God was wondering, told me the question of where's your focus, the first thing I came up with, I don't know, there's, there's a bunch of young people who probably don't know this show, but uh, it's Canada's longest-running documentary series. 53 seasons of this. Anyone know what it is? Wow. W5. Oh, I see, I see some people going, oh, yeah, I remember that show. That was a great show. When I was growing up, my parents used to love W5. W5 is the Canadian version uh, of a documentary series where they would dive deep into different stories, right? So W5 means who, what, when, where, why, right? So it would dive into the question of who, what, where, when, and why something is, right, uh, in a story. And I like to look at that and I go, everything I do, everything I learn in the Bible, I want to dive into it. I don't want to just take it at face value. I don't want to take it as this is what my parents taught me. Amen? We as Christians are expected not just to take things at face value. Jesus, God is asking us to dive into him, to understand things, not just to say, well, this is what Jason said. I never want you to go, this is what Jason said, or this is what uh, Pastor Rod said. Never take it at face value. No matter where you are, dive into what someone's saying and look for it yourselves, which is why when I do speak, you'll notice I use a lot of scripture. Now, that is my downfall because because of my head injury, reading really sucks. I hate to read, right? Uh, especially reading out loud. But God is like, sucks to be you, Jason. I'm going to make you read all the time because everything that I say to you, I want you to know that it's not what I believe in myself. It's what God says in his word. Amen? And if God says it in his word, and I can show you that God says it in his word, then I expect, and then I pray that you look at it and go, I understand what God's trying to say. So let's start. Where's your focus? We've done the where, right? So the first thing I want to look at is who. Who is your focus? This is the easiest question that we could possibly have because it is the answer that when you're in Sunday school, you're always right. When the teacher asks anything in Sunday school, if you answer this, you're right 100% of the time. What's the answer? Jesus. Jesus is our focus. This is an easy one, right? There's multiple scriptures all through the Bible that this is something in our, in our doctrine, in our theology, that we can look at and go, this is an easy one. This is unchanging, un, uh, unrelenting. Uh, just for one scripture, we'll start in Hebrews 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren and sisters uh, who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. In our faith, in our lives, the one focus that we should have of the who is Jesus. If we can focus everything we have on Jesus, then we know we're looking in the right direction. Amen? I love having my son here. 
Actually, one thing that I missed. Hey, Malachi, can you come here? Since he's so boisterous. Uh, so this will make sense when, when I get to the end of it. Uh, I went through and asked all of all of my children this 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 question, and uh, they actually all gave me the answer that I expected them to give. That I would say most young people, even a lot of older people, uh, would give. Uh, new Christians would give this answer. But So I asked them yesterday, and I made sure to tell my kids that there's no wrong answer. Because if you tell your kids there's a wrong answer, they just clam up. right? So there is no wrong answer. So uh, last night I asked you, uh, heaven, the idea of heaven. Uh, what is heaven, and why do you want to go there? Uh, well, I always... What, answer, man. what heaven is, I've always been taught that it's like, kind of whatever you want it to be and like it's like kind of the, like your resting place and like and if you don't follow God then you go to hell and I mean why would you want to go there when you can go to like the greatest place on earth so yeah heaven makes sense that's it that's good uh so that's 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 pretty well the the answer that most of my kids gave me right it's just this cool place uh if you ask someone who's not a christian they're going to say heaven is a place with gold streets right? Heaven is a place where I just get to chill, where I get to do whatever I want. Uh, whatever I like to do, that's what I get to do, right? And that's what the world thinks heaven is, right? And even we as Christians, right? So when we talk about heaven and why we're a Christian, so many people will, will answer, well, why are you a Christian? Well, because I want to go to heaven. Amen? Some smart people in this room. They didn't give me the, just the big Amen. So that's always the thing. For Christians, for non-Christians, they think that we follow God because we just want to go to heaven. We want to go to this place that's just awesome. Streets of gold. Uh, uh, when I was growing up, it's how many people have, have you led to Christ? That's how many jewels are in your crown. Woo, I got a big crown. I got a tiny crown. Whatever your crown is, right? It was always, I want to go there to see what heaven is like. It's a good place. Jewels in my crown. Lots of fun. That's how the world sees heaven. That's how many Christians see heaven. For a lot of people, that's their focus, is I want to get there to go to, go to this cool place. I regress. Sorry, Malachi. I was supposed to do that first. Uh, but coming back to that, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that at the end there. Sorry, I totally forgot to call him down. Uh, so for us, our focus is now Jesus. We're focused on Jesus because why we want to go to heaven, right? Because focusing on Jesus allows us to get to heaven. All right, so then we know that we're supposed to focus on Jesus. The next question that we have to look at is what? Who what? Right? What are we focused? So we know we're focused on Jesus, but what is it about Jesus that we're focused on? Anybody? This is a give and take. You can answer me. You can go and give an answer. You can give an answer, whatever. Whatever I answer is going to be the right answer, though, every time. I'm just joking. His love, all right? Really what we're focusing on Jesus is his actions and teaching. Yes, his love is part of, is part of that, all right? So when we focus on Jesus, we're looking at Jesus and going, what are his teachings? What are the things that he did? Because we as Christians, we are little Christ. We are followers of Christ. We are followers of the way. And everything that we do, we're looking at going, what did Jesus do? Whatever Jesus did, that's what I do. Because whatever Jesus did, and then I do, Jesus says that I can go to heaven, correct? 
If I follow Jesus, I do what he did, I listen to his teachings, I can go to heaven. And heaven is a cool place that's not hell. That's the gist of everything that many people believe in, that many Christians go, I just don't want to go to hell. So I want to go to heaven because it's a cool place. So I'm going to follow Jesus and his teachings. And the, this, is, this is correct. This is what the Bible tells us to do. In 1 John 2, 3, verse 4, it says, uh, And by this we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments, whoever says, I know him, does not, and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Word of God says it. This theology, this idea of following Jesus and following his teachings and commandments, his actions, is biblical. This is something that we as Christians need to do because the Word of God says it. So, so far, our focus is good. If we have these two things, the who and the why and the what, then yeah, we're good uh, in our theology. Next question, when? So, we know who we're following. We know what we're following. But when do we do these things? Always. Now, today, always. So we know that the idea, the theology that we need to follow Jesus and his teachings now, today, and always, this is a sound doctrine. This is something that the Bible has said you need to do. In Luke 9.23, and he said to all, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Daily, always. We as Christians, we need to follow him always. We need to focus on him and what he's doing all the time. Not just when it's convenient for us. Not just when we, we're in trouble and we need him. It says, take up your cross and follow him always. Today and forever. Now, we already did the where. Now, this last one is the one that I've really wanted to get to, is the one that God has been pouring on my heart that the world sees it, I'm not going to say in a wrong way, but not the right way. We as Christians, we get so focused on, I need to do this to get to heaven. Why do I want to get to heaven? Because it's not hell. The world thinks that, hey, if I'm in trouble and I follow Jesus, then I'm just not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. That is their focus. That's the world, what the world thinks. When we lead someone to Christ, so many times we've said, do you want to go to heaven? And then their idea of heaven is that place that's just good. You get everything you want where there's no more pain, there's no more suffering, there's no more turmoil. And they think, yeah, that's the place I want to go. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to go to that place. But really, why? Why are we doing this? Why does the Word of God tell us to focus on Jesus? Why does the Word of God tell us to follow Jesus' actions and His teachings? Why does the Word of God tell us to follow Jesus' actions and teachings today and always? Is it just so that we get to go to heaven? So for this, 
I looked into the scripture, and I found a guy that, well, along with Jesus, he really changed the way the world saw the Bible, well, the Torah. He changed the way a lot of people saw Jesus' ministry. There's this guy named Paul. Now, Paul was an amazing, amazing man. And when he wrote this scripture, he was living in a time of his life. He was close to the end of his life, and he was in prison. Now, if you don't know much about Paul, Paul had it rough. Paul went through so much shipwrecks. Uh, they tried to stone him. They beat him. Uh, he was in prison for years and years. If anybody would say, hey, I just want to go home and be with Jesus, it's Paul. And if anyone deserved, you know, to just be done with it and go away and be with Jesus and go to heaven, it'd be Paul. But in Philippians, if you look at Philippians in uh, the beginning of chapter 1, Paul is talking to the people of Philippi, and he's like, hey, guys, don't worry about me. I'm in prison. You know, he'd been in prison for quite some time at this, at this point. He's like, I want to see you, but I'm tired. And then in uh, verse 21, he says, for me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. For uh, if I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me, yet which shall I choose, I cannot tell. He's literally saying, should I just die? Like, I've done my duty here. I'm tired. He's sitting in prison at this point. And he's like, I've done everything that, you know, the world would say that I should do. He's, he followed the teachings of Jesus. He followed his life. I mean, if there's a man after Jesus who followed his life in an amazing exemplary way, it's going to be Paul. He's, he, he started so many churches. He traveled. And today we would say, hey, yeah, you should go to heaven. That's what you've been looking for. That's your focus. It's okay for you to die and go to heaven. But then he says, I'm hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and be with Christ, for that is far better. He says it right there, man, I want to go to heaven. But to remain in the flesh is necessary on your account. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and your joy in the faith, so that in me and you may be ample um, and you may have ample cause to glorify Jesus Christ because of my coming to you again. Paul had the opportunity, I, I believe. I believe. I truly believe that if Paul would have said, oh, God, I'm done. I'm tired. I just want to go to heaven. Take me up to be with you right now. I truly believe God would have been like, oh, Paul, man, I've been looking so much forward just to being with you and hanging with you. Come on up. But that wasn't Paul's focus. When Paul focused on Jesus, when Paul focused on his actions day in and day out, he knew that it wasn't just to go to heaven. 
Because that's not what Jesus did. If you look at Jesus' life, Jesus was in heaven. He was where we needed, where we want to be. But he said, it's more important for me to come down here to this earth to be with you so that I can tear the veil, so that you can be with me while you're here on earth. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We, we, we pray that constantly, but do we really understand and think about the fact that Jesus was in heaven and he came down here? So if we are focusing on Jesus and his actions and his teachings, as Christians, yes, we want to go to heaven. And what is heaven for us? I mean, if you really look at the word of God and what heaven is, yes, it may be uh, streets of gold and uh, flowery rosies all over the ground and everything, but that's not what we're looking for. What heaven truly is for us is being with Jesus constantly. Uh, constant communion with God, with nothing in between us. While we're here on this earth, yes, we have to uh, push and strive and struggle. But while we're on this earth, we have the opportunity to be with Jesus here on this earth. And when we look at what Jesus did while he was on this earth, he didn't look just to go straight back up. He said, I got work to do while I'm down here. There's people who need to know that there's a better way. There's people who need to know that to, have, to get to heaven, you have to have a relationship with the one true and mighty God. And for us as Christians, we can have a desire to be with Jesus in heaven. But that shouldn't be our focus. That isn't the be-all, end-all of Christianity. If we're truly following the teachings of Jesus, we're going out and we're saving the, helping to save the lost souls of this world. Paul had the opportunity to be taken up and be done with it. But he's like, no, my work isn't done here. There's more people. There's more that I can do for us as a church. Is our focus that we're just going to do what we have to do so that when we die, I get to go to heaven. It's a nice place. Or are we seeing heaven for what it is? A place to be with Jesus Christ continually. No matter if there's streets of gold, no matter what's around us, our goal in heaven is to be with Jesus constantly in everything without the distractions of this world, without our, our fleshly bodies uh, working against us. Just to be in heaven and not have to worry about anything else. Is that our idea of heaven? Because if that's our idea of heaven, then we can know we're being there, but we can look at it and go, I can have communion with Christ on this earth. Jesus came to this earth so that I could be with him while I'm here, so that while I'm here, I can help others. Because once I'm in heaven, it's a great place, but I can no longer bring others. And it's our job as Christians when we follow what Jesus did, that it's our job to bring others. That we should be going, no, 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 God, don't take me yet. I want to be here on this earth so that I can affect one more person's life. My job's not done yet. If you choose to take me, God, that's great. But don't take me yet because I want to be here because there's someone who hasn't heard you. 
I know I can reach one more soul. God, don't take me because I want one more person to come to you because I know who you are. I've had that relationship. I've felt you as I would in heaven because you sent your son on this earth to tear that veil so that I could commune with you directly. And because of that, I don't mind being on this earth now. Is that our focus as Christians? Or is our focus, I read my Bible, I prayed once this week, I didn't swear, I didn't punch anyone in the face. I've done my thing. I can die today and I'm going to heaven. I said I'm a Christian. Is that what we're living? Is that what we do? Is that our focus? Or are we truly following what Jesus laid out for us and saying, I'm going to focus on Jesus and what he did, and in doing so, I'm going out in this world, and I'm going to affect this world. As long as I'm here, God, leave me on this earth. I pray that this church burns it into their hearts that, God, leave us on this earth a little bit longer because there's someone in that complex over there who doesn't know you. God, leave me on this earth a little bit longer because there's this person at work that just got hired, and I haven't been able to talk to them yet. God, leave me here just a little bit longer so that when I go to school and talk to my friends, I know that there's someone who doesn't believe you, and they're on the cusp of it. They're questioning who you are. Leave me here a little bit longer so that I can affect this world for you. Are we doing that as a church? Is that our focus? Is that our heart's content? Or are we as Christians saying, I've done my duty, God, you can take me. I'm not going to that place. I'm going to that place. That's all that matters. It's not what Jesus did. So where is your focus? Is your focus on what you can do for yourself? Because Jesus didn't do that. Nothing in Jesus' ministry says, hey, I just want to go chill on a recliner throne up in heaven. He's like, I'm going to stay here as long as I have to. Amen? So I encourage you this week, focus. Focus on Jesus and his teachings and everything he did every day. But when you do that, don't leave out the part where Jesus was like, I need you to go out and affect this world. It's not just about you getting to heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm pulled back to the story of the young rich man who came to Jesus. I spoke on this uh, last Sunday or two Sundays ago. Yeah, Ben can come. Ray, you can come. I'm pulled back to that story of where the young rich man came to Jesus and was like, hey, I've done all these good things. Now I get my eternal life. And there's many different ways you can read that, but Jesus is like, yeah, you did all these things. That's, that's, that's great. But now I need you to sell everything and follow me. It's not about what you did. 
It's not about all the good things you did. It's not just about getting to heaven because that young rich man, everything he did was just about him getting to heaven. And if he would have sold everything and followed Jesus, he would have found out. That's not what it's about. It's about a relationship that he had. And his yearning to get to heaven should have been to have that relationship with God, to have that relationship with Jesus. And he didn't even know that he had that. Re- he had the opportunity to have that relationship. Jesus is like, sell it. Come hang with me. You can have heaven on earth right now. Come join in this relationship with me right now. God is asking you to have the relationship on earth. And as he did, draw people. It's not just about getting to heaven, people. Heaven is my inheritance. I'm not old enough for my inheritance yet. So while I'm here on this earth, while you're here on this earth, don't just be focused on what you're doing to get there. Jesus wasn't focused on what he was doing to get there. He was focused on bringing other people to him, to bringing them into a right relationship. And as we come to the point where we're going to be taking communion, Jesus is saying, I want you to have relationship with me. That's what Christianity is. That's what salvation is. It's being in right relation with Jesus. And if you're in right relation with Jesus, you're that much closer to heaven. Because you are what heaven is about. And as we take communion, I want you to think about your relationship with Jesus and what he gave. He left, we sing it, he left heaven to come to earth. He left the place where we are always talking about we want to go to come down here. So if you take your communion cups out, As we take communion, I really want you to pray in, about the fact that Jesus came to this earth and to ask for the, the heart of God. And the heart of Jesus was for the lost soul. And if we are his church, we are his body, we are his hands and feet, our heart should be for the lost soul for our neighbor, for the people across the street, for the people that we sit next to on the bus. That should be our heart, because that was the heart of Jesus. And in 1 Corinthians, it says, For I receive from the Lord... What I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup 
after supper, saying, this is, my, uh, this is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat and you drink the bread and, the, and eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So if you want to hold your emblems. If you want to bow your heads and pray along with me. And I, I'm going to pray, but I also pray that you open up your heart to what God has for you. Because when you take this into your body, you're saying, God, I want everything that you are, everything that you were on this earth, all your will, all your desire, I pray that it comes into my life. And we know that Jesus' heart and his desire was for the lost soul, was for the sheep that went away because he was the great shepherd. So you bow your heads. As we take the bread representing your life that was broken for us, we remember and celebrate your faithfulness to us and to all who will receive you. We cannot begin to fathom the agonizing suffering of your crucifixion, yet you took the pain for us. You died for us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your extravagant love and your unmerited favor. Thank you that you gave your life for us, abundant life now, and eternal life forever. As you instructed your disciples, we too receive this bread in remembrance of you. You may take the bread. And in the same way, as we take this cup representing your blood poured out onto the splintered cross, we realize that you were the supreme sacrifice for all sin, past, present, and future. Because of your blood shed for us and your body broken for us, we can uh, be free from the power and the penalty of sin. Thank you for your victory over death. You took the death that we deserved. You took our punishment. Your pain was indeed our gain. And today we remember and we celebrate the precious gift of life that you gave to us through your spilled blood. You may take the cup. Each time we take communion, Lord, we want to recommit our life, our hearts and our thoughts to everything that is you and focus on you. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing a song here. But if there's something on your heart, we would love to stand with you. We would love to stand in the gap with you and pray that God does his amazing will because God has placed each and every person in this building at this moment for a reason. And if there's a need in your heart, you're my brother or my sister, and your hurt is my hurt. And if there's something in your life that is going on, whether it be in your body, in your mind, in your uh, relationships, 
I would love to stand with you. And there's others in the church who love to stand with you and pray with you because we serve a God who is bigger than all of our problems, than all the problems of this world. So if there's something you would like prayer for, please feel free to come forward. If not, come find us afterwards. But if you'd like, please come. And I'd love to take this time and just to pray with you and stand with you and worship the great creator who is God.